Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. If it wasn't for Andrew's teachings, I would never be where I am today. I would never have victory. I would be living a life of defeat. It was Andrew's teaching that allowed me to develop that faith. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Tuesday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today I'm making a special set of programs. I started yesterday. I've entitled this, Where Do We Go From Here? Our Lessons from the 2020 Elections. I gave kind of an introduction to that yesterday. I'm making these programs on the 5th of November, 2020. And of course, they're being played a couple of months later. Uh, at this time, we I don't know who actually won the election, but to me, it's not about who you know, became president of the United States. I think that the 2020 elections were a referendum that showed us the spiritual pulse of America. And there were, at the time I'm making these programs, the statistics show there were over 72 million people who voted for a candidate that basically took a, a position completely opposite everything that the Bible has to say. And again, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not even talking about who won the presidency. To me, the most alarming thing and the most uh, startling thing to learn from the U.S. 2020 elections are that 72 million Americans voted completely contrary to what the Word of God says. Man, that is startling to me. So one of the lessons is that America is in a moral crisis. The second big lesson that I'll be dealing with this week is that the responsibility for this lies with the body of Christ, particularly ministers, because uh, ministers have not been speaking out. They haven't been the salt and the light that Jesus commanded us to be in Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 and through 16, and we have just missed it. Yesterday, I was, uh, if, if you need any proof other than the fact that over half of the U.S. citizens who voted, voted for, uh, you know, abortion up until birth and even after birth, they voted to, for transgenderism and to promote homosexuality and make it a civil right and force people uh, force the church to sit here and hire people that are completely against everything that they believe for. And if we don't hire and treat them, uh, you know, the way that they want us to and affirm their lifestyle, then we can be sued and come against. I mean, it's just a total upheaval of everything moral. They have made a new religion, which is non-religion. That was reflected in the way that they have grilled some of the Supreme Court candidates and made uh, their faith in the Lord an issue, which there is a constitutional, uh, part of our Constitution is that there can be no faith or, uh, examination or requirement to hold uh, an office, that you cannot reject a person over their faith, and yet they've made an issue out of it. And there were 72 million Americans that voted and agreed with that. So that is terrible. And yesterday I was sharing from this Barna survey that came out October the 14th, 2020, and among evangelicals, this isn't talking about the atheist, the non-church, this is evangelical 
people who call themselves Christians, 52% contend that there is no absolute moral truth, which is what the Bible proclaims itself to be. They basically have rejected the Word of God. And it just so happens that 52% of the voters in America voted completely against what the Bible stands for. Bears out this conclusion. Another thing I mentioned at the very end of yesterday's program is that among evangelical Christians, 75% believe that people are basically good. And you know, this is something that I have observed that is prevalent, and I, I don't, I don't dis, uh, dispute this at all. 75% of evangelicals, now if you include the whole population, it's probably up over 90%. If you were to throw in those who are atheists, have no Christian affiliation whatsoever, it is dominant that most people believe that people are basically good and that if you just gave them enough money, if you gave them the right opportunities, if you uh, did everything for them and took away all of the negative influences in their life, that people are basically good and they would be good. That is not what the Word of God teaches. Let me share this out of Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9. It says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? This is what God has to say about it. Over in Psalms chapter 51, uh, David said it this way. He says, In sin did my mother conceive me. That didn't mean that he was born out of wedlock. It was just talking about that we inherited a sin nature. We were by nature sinners. Let me read these passages to you out of Ephesians chapter 2. And in Ephesians chapter... Uh, 2, verse 1, it says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. You know what this dead in trespasses and sin is talking about is that sin caused separation between us and God. Isaiah chapter 59 says that my hand shortened that it cannot say, nor my ear isn't heavy that it cannot hear, but your sins, your iniquities have separated between you and your God. Sin separated us from God. Now, praise God for Jesus. And man, I preach the gospel as strong as anybody I know that through Jesus, there is redemption for everything. I am not trying to condemn people, but I am trying to get people to recognize that without being born again, without having your sins forgiven, your heart is evil and desperately wicked. Or as the scripture here says, you were dead in trespasses and sins. And then it goes on to say, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Boy, this is really significant because this is saying that before you get born again, you were under the control of the prince of the power of the air. The devil is who this is talking about. And you were by nature a child of disobedience. You were a child of the devil before you got born again. This doesn't sound like people are basically good. No, it's exactly as Jeremiah said, that the heart is evil and desperately wicked. Who can know it? We were dead in trespasses and sins. Before a person gets born again, they have the nature of the devil in them. David said, I was born in sin. 
I was born in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me in Psalms chapter 51. It goes on to say here in Ephesians chapter 2, and among whom we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Now again, it doesn't stop here. If you continue to read on down in verse 8, we are saved by grace through faith, and that not of ourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And it goes on and presents the good news. But before you can get the good news, you got to admit and accept the bad news that people are not basically good. People at their core, before they get born again, well, now when you get born again, you receive a new nature. You don't receive a new head. And that's the reason that you don't automatically see a person when they get born again start living this new nature the way they should because it's got to go through their mind. They've got to have a renewing of their mind according to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. But when you get born again, you get a new nature, but without that new nature, you aren't saved. Salvation isn't just acknowledging that God exists. You know, the Bible says over in James chapter 2, I believe it's verse 19, you believe that there's one God, you do well. The devils also believe and tremble. But won't you know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? That is one of the biggest put-downs in the Bible. A person that believes that there's a God, and you say, well, they've got to be a good person because they believe that there's a God. The devil believes that there's a God, and he even trembles at the name of God. There's a lot of people watching this broadcast right now that you don't tremble at the name of God. You hadn't even done as much as what the devil has done. You aren't born again just by acknowledging that God exists. You have to make a commitment of your life to the Lord. You have to, first of all, acknowledge that you are dead in sins, that you are under the influence of the prince of the power of the air, that you are a child of the devil by nature. And unless a person is willing to accept that, you can't be born again. It says in Romans that Jesus died for the ungodly. If you don't admit you're ungodly, well, then Jesus didn't die for you. Until you come to the end of yourself and admit that I'm not a basically good person. I've sinned. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, that the wages of sin is death. You know what the payment for, for sin is? It's death. And again, this goes back to the original thing I started with here, that 75% of people who identify as evangelical Christians believe that people are basically good. And, and they are basically believing that if your good outweighs your bad, you know, it's kind of like one of these scales. And if you've got good over here, and if you're more good than you are bad, then that'll tip the scales. But that is not so. The Bible says in James chapter 2, verse 10, if you keep the whole law and offend in one point, you become guilty of all. And then it goes on to say, if you, you know, don't commit adultery, but if you lie or steal, do any of these kind of things, then you've broken the law and you become guilty of all of it. You know, I've lived a relatively holy life compared to most people. I've never said a word of profanity in all of my 71 years. I've never taken a drink of liquor. I've never smoked a cigarette. I've lived a relative holy life. I haven't gone out and committed adultery. But again, the scripture says if you keep all of the, these things and yet you offend in one point, you become guilty of all. 
you know what? I haven't lived a perfect life. I have lied, which the Bible says all liars will have their part in the lake of fire that burns forever. I have disobeyed God. I have been selfish. I haven't loved my wife as much as I should. I haven't prayed the way that I should. I haven't sought God. There's times I have just totally been carnal and sought my own way. And because of those things, some people would say, well, those are, you know, really relatively minor. You're basically good. Who wants to be the best sinner that ever went to hell? Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We are compared to what God's standard of glory is, which is Jesus. Jesus is the express image of God the Father and the brightness of His glory. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. So God is going to compare you to Jesus. And if you aren't as perfect and holy as Jesus is, if you've broken in one point, if you've ever done anything wrong, then you're a sinner and you are living under the control of the devil and you are by nature a child of the devil, and you must be born again, is what Jesus said in John chapter 3. You must be born again. It has to happen. You have to get rid of that old sinful nature that all of us were born with, and you must be born again. You must be born from above, is what those words literally are saying. You have to get rid of that old sinful nature and receive a new born-again nature. See, if people don't believe this, this is what leads them to basically sitting here and just proclaiming a person's goodness. And, and man, I, I hate to get specific, but I hate to be so vague that you don't get my point. You know, we recently had uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And again, those of you outside of the U.S., you may not be as aware of these things as people here in the U.S. are, but she was a Supreme Court justice. She was in her 80s. I think she was 88 or something, and she recently died. And you know, it says in Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 11, God said that He has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. He would rather them repent. I don't, I don't rejoice at a person's death. I don't care what they've been like. And, you know, there was a thief on the cross that got born again at the very last minute, and Jesus said he would be in paradise with him. I pray that Ruth Bader Ginsburg got born again at the end of her life. I hope she did. I don't have any malice against her. But here's, here's the point. The reason I brought this up is that when she died, you heard everybody, even Christian leaders, extolling her and talking about what a great woman she was. And again, I don't have any personal animus against this woman at all, but this woman stood for abortion up until the time of birth, promoted it. All of her decisions were totally against the life of a child. She was, she was responsible and supportive of millions of babies being killed. She pushed LGBT uh, Values. She actually performed LGBT uh, weddings and she supported it and she fought against every moral value. She was against all of these things. And so again, I don't personally have anything against her. I hope she got born again as she took her last breath. But I'm telling you, I'm not going to sit there and extol that as a great life. That is a life that did a tremendous amount of damage. 
I PRAY THAT SHE GOT RIGHT WITH GOD. I'D LOVE TO SEE HER IN HEAVEN, BUT I DOUBT IT UNLESS THERE'S SOMETHING THAT WE DON'T KNOW ABOUT. AND SOME PEOPLE THINK, WELL, BOY, YOU ARE CONDEMNING AND STUFF. THIS IS WHAT THE WORD OF GOD SAYS. AND UNTIL A VERY RECENT TIME IN OUR HISTORY, DID YOU KNOW THAT EVEN PEOPLE WHO WEREN'T BORN AGAIN WOULD HAVE AGREED WITH THAT? THEY MAY NOT HAVE LIKED IT AND THEY MAY NOT HAVE PREACHED IT OR LIVED BY IT, BUT THEY WOULD HAVE ACKNOWLEDGED THAT THERE IS A WAGE FOR SIN. THE WAGES OF SIN IS DEATH, ROMANS 6, 23. AND YOU EITHER HAVE TO PAY THAT WAGE YOURSELF OR YOU HAVE TO ACCEPT THE FORGIVENESS THAT IS OFFERED TO US THROUGH THE SACRIFICE OF JESUS. AND SEE, THIS IS THE GOSPEL. PART OF THE GOSPEL IS NOT JUST TELLING PEOPLE THAT, OH, GOD LOVES YOU AND EVERY PERSON HAS VALUE AND DIGNITY. THE THING THAT GIVES THE HUMAN LIFE DIGNITY IS THE FACT THAT GOD ALMIGHTY LOVED YOU SO MUCH THAT HE SENT JESUS, HIS BEST... HE he SENT HIMSELF. HE SENT HIS SON, AND HE DIED FOR YOU AND TOOK YOUR SINS INTO HIS BODY ON THE CROSS, AND HE TOOK THE PUNISHMENT THAT WAS DUE TO YOU AND ME BECAUSE OF OUR SINS. THAT'S WHAT GIVES VALUE TO YOUR LIFE. AND IF YOU ACCEPT THAT SACRIFICE AND BECOME A CHILD OF GOD, WELL, THEN, MAN, THERE... I CAN GO ON AND ON TALKING ABOUT HOW GOD FAVORS YOU AND ALL OF THE BLESSINGS AND THE THINGS THAT HAVE TAKEN PLACE. ON THE INSIDE, YOU'RE COMPLETELY BRAND NEW. BUT IF YOU HAVEN'T ACCEPTED THAT, JUST ACKNOWLEDGING THAT GOD EXISTS ISN'T DOING ANYTHING THAT THE DEVIL HASN'T DONE. THAT'S NOT TRUE SALVATION. AND IT'S JUST NOT YOU LIVING A GOOD LIFE, AND IF YOUR GOOD OUTWEIGHS YOUR BAD, SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER, YOU MAKE IT INTO HEAVEN. THAT'S NOT TRUE. EVEN THE POPE WAS ASKED A QUESTION ABOUT IT. YOU BELIEVE ATHEISTS GO TO HELL? AND HE SAYS, WELL, IT DEPENDS ON WHETHER THEY'RE GOOD OR NOT. IF THEIR GOOD OUTWEIGHS THEIR BAD, THEN EVEN AN ATHEIST WILL GO TO HEAVEN. THAT IS ANTI-GOD. THAT IS ANTI-SCRIPTURE. AND YET THIS IS WHAT THE MAJORITY OF PEOPLE BELIEVE. AND THIS IS ONE OF THE LESSONS THAT WE LEARN THAT THIS IS NO LONGER JUST A POLL RESULT. WE NOW HAVE PHYSICAL, EMPIRICAL PROOF THAT THE MAJORITY OF AMERICANS BELIEVE THIS WAY. AND I TELL YOU, THIS IS A TERRIBLE THING TO DO. THIS OUGHT TO WAKE UP THE BODY OF CHRIST. NOT ONLY PREACHERS, BUT EVERY MEMBER OF THE BODY OF CHRIST. WE'VE GOT TO START TAKING A STAND. AND WHEN YOU HEAR THESE these TOTALLY NON-BIBLICAL THINGS THAT ARE SAID, YOU KNOW, RIGHT NOW, I'M MINISTERING TO THE POTENTIAL OF MILLIONS AND MILLIONS OF PEOPLE ALL AROUND THE WORLD. WE'VE GOT A POTENTIAL OF 3.2 BILLION PEOPLE, ACTUALLY MORE THAN THAT NOW. WE'VE TAKEN ON SOME MORE BROADCAST. WE we COVER OVER HALF OF THE WORLD'S POPULATION WITH THIS BROADCAST THAT COULD LISTEN TO IT. OF COURSE, NOT ALL DO, BUT THEY COULD. BUT CERTAINLY MILLIONS AND MILLIONS OF PEOPLE ARE HEARING THIS TODAY. AND I CAN GUARANTEE YOU THAT IN EVERY COUNTRY ON THIS PLANET, INTO EVERY SITUATION, SOMEBODY WHO'S LISTENING TO ME RIGHT NOW, YOU COULD BE SALT AND LIGHT INTO THAT COUNTRY, INTO YOUR FAMILY, INTO YOUR WORKPLACE, INTO THE PLACE WHERE YOUR KIDS GO TO SCHOOL, WHERE YOU GO TO BUY YOUR GROCERIES, WHERE YOU GET GAS FOR YOUR CAR. IF THE PEOPLE LISTENING, IF NOT ONLY THE PASTORS, I'M NOT EXEMPTING THEM, I'LL BE HITTING THEM PLENTY HARD HERE IN A DAY OR TWO AS I GET ON TO WHAT THE ANSWER TO ALL OF THIS IS. SO I'M NOT EXEMPTING THE PASTORS, BUT I'M SAYING THAT THERE ARE BELIEVERS THAT ARE WATCHING THIS, THAT BASICALLY YOU GO INTO EVERY SEGMENT OF SOCIETY, 
AND IF WE WERE BEING THE SALT AND THE LIGHT THAT JESUS TOLD US TO BE IN MATTHEW CHAPTER 5, I GUARANTEE YOU, WE COULD INTERJECT THESE TRUTHS INTO PEOPLE. AND THERE'S PEOPLE THAT WILL CERTAINLY REJECT YOU BECAUSE, AGAIN, THIS IS NOT THE uh, CURRENT WAY OF THINKING, AND IT'S BEEN PROVEN NOW. WE HAVE TEST RESULTS TO PROVE IT. AND SO THIS IS NOT GOING TO BE ACCEPTED BY EVERYBODY, BUT THERE WILL ALWAYS BE PEOPLE WHO ARE HUNGERING FOR THE TRUTH, AND WHEN THEY HEAR THE TRUTH, THEY'LL ACCEPT IT. BUT THEY'VE GOT TO HEAR IT. IT SAYS IN ROMANS CHAPTER 10, HOW CAN THEY BELIEVE WITHOUT A PREACHER? HOW CAN THEY PREACH EXCEPT THEY BE SENT? FAITH COMES BY HEARING, HEARING BY THE WORD OF GOD. IF PEOPLE DON'T HEAR THE TRUTH, THERE'S NO WAY THAT THEY CAN ACT ON THE TRUTH. AND IN THE ABSENCE OF THE BODY OF CHRIST SPEAKING THE TRUTH INTO OUR CULTURE TODAY, WELL, THEN THEY'RE GOING TO BE LISTENING TO THE OTHER VOICES THAT ARE SPEAKING THE UNTRUTH, THE LIES AND THE DECEPTION OF THE DEVIL THAT EVERY SINGLE PERSON IS BASICALLY GOOD. AND IF YOU'LL JUST LET YOUR GOOD ANGELS HAVE CONTROL OVER YOUR BAD ANGELS, THAT YOUR GOOD WILL OUTWEIGH YOUR BAD AND YOU'LL MAKE IT INTO HEAVEN. THAT'S A LIE, AND IT'S SENDING PEOPLE TO HELL. AND YOU, AS A BODY OF CHRIST, NEED TO STAND UP AND WE NEED TO SPEAK IT. IT SAYS IN EPHESIANS CHAPTER 4, VERSE 15, THAT WE SPEAK THE TRUTH IN LOVE. I'M NOT SAYING USE THE TRUTH LIKE A CLUB. I'M NOT SAYING JUST COME OUT AND START TELLING PEOPLE THAT GOD HATES YOU AND HE'S AGAINST YOU. THAT'S NOT TRUE. HE LOVED YOU SO MUCH THAT HE SENT HIS SON TO DIE FOR YOU. BUT HE SENT HIS SON TO DIE BECAUSE YOU CAN'T MAKE IT ON YOUR OWN. IT'S NOT JUST YOUR GOOD OUTWEIGHING YOUR BAD. YOU NEEDED A SAVIOR. AND WE NEED TO TELL PEOPLE THAT ALL OF US HAVE SINNED AND COME SHORT OF THE GLORY OF GOD, BUT THERE IS AN ANSWER THROUGH JESUS. AND I TELL YOU, THIS IS SO IMPORTANT THAT WE STAND UP. SO I'M TALKING ABOUT LESSONS TO BE LEARNED THROUGH THIS LAST ELECTION CYCLE, AND ONE OF THEM IS THAT THE MAJORITY OF PEOPLE IN AMERICA NOW ARE TOTALLY DECEIVED, TOTALLY OFF OF WHAT THE WORD OF GOD HAS TO SAY, IT IS IN A MORAL CRISIS. THE SECOND MAJOR LESSON TO LEARN IS THAT THE BODY OF CHRIST HAS THEIR WORK CUT OUT FOR THEM. IT IS OUR FAULT THAT PEOPLE AREN'T HEARING THE TRUTH. GOD COMMITTED THE TRUTH TO US, AND IF WE DON'T SPEAK THE TRUTH, YOU CAN'T COUNT ON THE ATHEIST, ON THE UNBELIEVERS, ON THE BLACK LIVES MATTER, ON THE TRANSGENDER AND HOMOSEXUALS TO SPEAK THE TRUTH AND TELL PEOPLE THE GOSPEL. WE HAVE A RESPONSIBILITY. AND SO I'M ENCOURAGING YOU THAT YOU WOULD MAKE A STAND. AGAIN, LET ME MENTION THAT WE'VE GOT A COUPLE OF DVDs HERE. MATTER OF FACT, A NUMBER OF THEM. THIS IS A MUSICAL ENTITLED IN GOD WE TRUST, AND WE'RE MAKING THIS AVAILABLE. THIS IS POWERFUL. IT IS REALLY GOOD. AND MAN, WE NEED SOME GOOD NEWS, SOME PATRIOTIC NEWS, AND THAT WILL REALLY BLESS YOU. AND THEN I ALSO HAVE THIS OTHER DVD. THIS IS GOING TO CHANGE ITS LOOKS BECAUSE WE'RE ADDING TO THIS THIS IS A PANEL DISCUSSION THAT I DID AND PUT IT ON MY TELEVISION PROGRAMS, BUT WE'RE ADDING TO THIS MY TEACHING FROM THIS WEEK, AND THEN WE WILL ALSO BE ADDING TO IT AN INTERVIEW THAT I DID WITH DAVID BARTON AND E.W. JACKSON WHERE WE DISCUSSED A LOT OF THINGS LIKE BLACK LIVES MATTER AND uh, KNEELING AT THE PLANE OF THE NATIONAL ANTHEM AND THINGS LIKE THAT. SO ANYWAY, WE'VE GOT A LOT OF MATERIAL THAT I THINK THIS WOULD REALLY HELP BUILD A FIRE UNDER YOU, AND IT WOULD HELP EQUIP YOU WITH THE TRUTH. A PERSON THAT HAS THE TRUTH IS NEVER AT THE MERCY OF A PERSON WITH AN ARGUMENT. YOU NEED TO GET THESE MATERIALS. SO LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCER AS HE GIVES YOU THIS INFORMATION. AND PLEASE CALL OR WRITE TODAY. 
Andrew's new teaching titled, Where Do We Go From Here? Lessons from the 2020 Elections is available as a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Included in this four-part album, you'll also get the America on the Brink panel discussion and Andrew's race relations discussion. The America on the Brink panel discussion includes Andrew Womack, Tony Perkins, E.W. Jackson, General Jerry Boykin, Bill Federer, and Janet Boynes. The race relations panel discussion includes Andrew Womack, E.W. Jackson, and David Barton. Both panels share a biblical perspective on important political matters in our culture today, such as racism, riots, Black Lives Matter, homosexuality, abortion, and more. On today's program, Andrew also mentioned the theatrical DVD titled, In God We Trust. This patriotic DVD features reenactments of significant American historical events, along with inspiring musical numbers. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these products. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or you can call our helpline at 719-635-1111. Our helpline is open 24 hours a day, Monday through Friday, and from 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. We'd like to point out Andrew's upcoming speaking schedule. Mark your calendars to come meet Andrew at one of these events and let the Word of God transform your life. In the month of January, start off the new year with Andrew and guest speaker Dennis Burke in Glendale, Arizona at the Phoenix Gospel Truth Conference. In February, join Andrew and guest speaker Jeremy Pearsons in Orlando for a Gospel Truth Conference. Next, Andrew will be speaking in Naples, Florida. And in March, Andrew will be speaking in Oklahoma City and El Reno, Oklahoma. Then come join Andrew in Woodland Park for our annual Karis Bible College Men's Advance. Guest speakers at this event include Hall of Fame and Super Bowl winning coach Tony Dungy, along with James Brown, Emmy Award winning broadcaster of the CBS and NFL Networks, and the CEO of Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College, Billy Epperhart. For more details on Andrew's next meeting in your area, visit our website at awmi.net. I'd like to ask you to pray about becoming a partner with us. You know, our ministry is based in the United States, but we have 16 offices around the world. We've got altogether around 70 Bible schools scattered around the world. So if you are looking for a good return on your investment, I believe that this is a good ministry. It'll touch you right where you are. And I encourage you to become a partner with us today and help us put the gospel out all around the world. Welcome to the AWM Minute, a small glimpse on how the friends and partners of Andrew Womack Ministries are helping us spread the gospel when the world needs it the most. Though 2020 brought unprecedented obstacles, God's Word has remained true and we are now seeing a harvest unlike ever before. Thanks to our friends and partners, we have been able to minister via live stream on a daily basis, expand our phone center to answer a record amount of calls, and have been able to give out free material to thousands of people who have never contacted us before. 
Just like the Word promises, what the enemy meant for evil, God turned around for good, and we are excited to see all the great things He has in store for us next. To see the full 2020 annual report video, visit awmi.net today. I want to let you know that we have now started a Karis Daily Live Bible Study. We've been doing a Bible study every Tuesday night live for about two years, but now we have five days a week. We've varied the times so that we can accommodate anybody's schedule, and it's going to really be good. We're going to use our instructors from the school, and it'll be a blessing. So remember, we now have a Karis Daily Live Bible Study five days a week.